Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Art of Charm podcast, a show designed to help you communicate with power and become unstoppable on your path from hidden genius to influential leader. We know you have what it takes to reach your full potential, and each and every week we share with you interviews and strategies to help transform your life by helping you unlock your X Factor. Whether you're in sales, project management, engineering, medicine, building client relationships, or looking for love, we got what you need. You shouldn't have to settle for anything less than extraordinary. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Now let's start the show. Today, we are speaking with Wes Schaefer. Wes describes himself as a ruthlessly pragmatic sales trainer, marketing consultant, keynote speaker, copywriter, and CRM automation expert. He has been the chief whispering officer at the Sales Whisperer for the past 15 years, and he's the author of The Sales Whisperer Way. There ain't too much whispering going on up there. So, Wes Schaefer of the Sales Whisperer podcast, how are you doing? Did I have that right, Wes? We'll have this edited. I mostly right. It's the sales podcast, but you know, let me do that intro. I am the sales whisperer, so so it's all together, man. Oh no, we got to keep that in, man, because it shows it shows that you're human. You know, because everybody sees sees you so perfect. Oh yeah. Every now and then, once in a while, you you make a mistake, huh? Uh, Yeah, every once in a while, we gotta we. we, It's probably your first and only one of all of 2021. We keep a log, and then at the end of the year, AJ gets to hit me upside the head for everyone that we got. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hits coming this year. <laughs> man, so how did you get crap. started in sales, Wes? Oh man, I, I was a secret agent in the Air Force. They trained me to be this this fancy salesperson, man. It was like this top secret. It's more top secret than UFOs and Area 51. You, you probably didn't even know the Air Force had a sales division, did you? You didn't. You didn't. That's how did not. secret it was. Um, but yeah, I was in the air force, man. And I got out in 97, uh, because I wanted to be paid according to my production, you know, not just time in, in grade time in service. And, uh, you know, I'd been married at that time. We're going on 26 years now. So we were married right at two years. We had a baby. We had another one on the way that we didn't know about. Uh, and I left. I resigned my commission. Uh, I was a captain in the Air Force and jumped into commission sales. You know, that's it's interesting. I think all of us go through a, a awakening in our lives, or at least some of us, and for everyone else, it could come as well. But with that idea of when you're working for somebody else, they're setting the wage of what you are worth. And then you're like, wait a minute, other people make way more money than I do uh, in an hour because they were setting what their work was worth. And that becomes the minute you switch that frame, then you begin looking for different and new opportunities. Yeah. And it's, um, I think being a W2 employee, at least in sales and it may be across the board, but I mean, my world's always been sales. 
uh, I think we've been sold a little bit of a bill of goods, you know, and that, you know, unless you're an entrepreneur doing your own thing, you know, you ain't crap. You're not living your greatest and fullest potential. And, you know, you're a wimp. And it's like, you know, I've had over 500 interviews on the sales podcast and talked to a lot of a lot of good people with a lot of good stories. And a lot of them, you know, went out on their own, but they did it after building a foundation, right? Paying off debt, uh, saving up to, to make that launch. So, you know, that W-2 job can be a good thing. I think and everything has a trade-off. I, I think what happens is, we show up to work and we're not, we're not truly passionate about it. So we're not focused on it. So we're not focused on it. So we're not, we're not producing all that we can and we don't produce all that we can. So we got to stay later, blah, 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 to get, to catch up on what we should have been doing, what we could have done if we truly focused for eight hours. So now we're like, I give my company um, all of my life. I get there early and I stay late and I miss dinner with the family. I got to be out on my own to be fulfilled. Well, maybe you just need to focus. You know, maybe you just need to give them a full eight hours and get your butt home. You know, and then you have the energy and the time to do other things. And maybe that other thing is to launch your own thing. Okay, but maybe not. But, you know, they say multitasking is the art of doing multiple things poorly. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think we could all benefit from a little more focus on what the hell we're working on. Well, that certainly brings up a point in in sales that if you are going to go out on your own, one of the things that you're going to have to do is to sell your value, sell your abilities, bring awareness to what you're able to do. And number one, it's about creating content, right? Creating things for people to be able to see and put value upon. Then two, being able to promote the things that you're able to to create, and then third, to capitalize on that create creativity of, of selling those products, services, or ideas. And, at, and with those three things, if picking up sales gives you an opportunity to not only sell yourself, but sell for anybody, it is a skill that is transferable to anywhere that you're, you're going to go. Well, the biggest misnomer I hear from people, you know, oh, I'm not in sales. Like, we're all in sales all the time. Okay. It's like poker. If you're sitting at the table, you don't know who the chump is, then it's you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, you walk into a restaurant. Well, you got to, you know, stand in the entryway, approach, you know, stand in line, approach the hostess. Put your name on. Oh, it's 45 minutes. Please go stand in the corner and we'll call you when we're ready for you. You know, then you're seated and the menu is presented in a certain way. And oh, oh, happy hour prices are only available if you're in the bar, not over here. Oh, you want to substitute uh, a salad for the fries? It's an extra dollar ninety nine. They're selling you. OK, all of that is set up as a sale. I had to sell my wife. Would you like to dance? I had to sell my wife on, can I get your phone number? I had to sell my wife on, you should go out on a date with me. My kids are selling me every day. Daddy, can I watch a movie? Daddy, can I have some ice cream? Daddy, can we go to Disneyland? Everything is a sale, okay? A sale is, hey, read my headline. Follow me on Instagram. Open my email. Subscribe to my newsletter. Everything is a sale. Hey, boss, I need an extra dollar per hour. Why? Sell me on that. 
it, everything is a sale. Okay. And once you understand that, life gets a whole lot easier. Well, I, I think it's important to realize that sales is a skill set. It's not a single skill. You sure. need to be able to assimilate a bunch of different skills to be successful at sales. And a lot of what you're talking about is what we see in pop culture and the way that sales is depicted, which often leads a bad taste in our mouth, thinking that right. it's manipulative, it's memorizing a script, it's forcing people, manipulating people to take action into something. When actually sales is a lot more subtle than that, and it's a yeah. confluence of a lot of skills that you have to balance in any conversation, whether you're selling yourself, you're selling a product or a service. And we recommend everyone in our audience, when you're starting out in your career, you should take on a sales job. You should put yourself in that position because it will force you to learn skills that are applicable, as you were saying earlier, in every facet of your career, whether you want to be an entrepreneur or an engineer or you want to be an artist. You have to sell your ideas to get people on board, to participate, to get ahead. And many of us haven't had that experience. Right. And I think from your earlier point, you know, if you are in a W-2 role right now, what skills are you acquiring along with that paycheck? If all you're doing at the end of the week is counting the dollars earned and you can't wait to go hang out with your friends and spend those dollars earned and you're not taking yep. into consideration the skills that are coming along with those earnings, well, you're going to fall behind those who are getting ahead and realize that the set of skills of sales, as we're going to break down here, is important in every single aspect of your life. Dating, yeah. relationships, and business. well, certainly. And you brought up your wife. We were talking about the restaurant, and people tend when they hear the idea of sales, they tend to think that it's a transaction where money is present, and that's not necessarily. That's just well, it's one aspect of sales. Sometimes you're just trying to persuade people on ideas. You're you're persuading them to get involved. Uh, in, a, in a group, in a, in a project. So I think when we put, when we talk about sales, there's a dollar sign that goes above it, but the actuality, its root cause, its root base is persuasion. Persuading you that what I have is worth this much money or persuading you that this is a great idea that you need to adopt or persuading you that I'm the person that you should be going to dinner with. And and that you, we should be having a transaction of time, of effort. I mean, there there is there's always going to be a transaction. Stop, stop right there. Are you tired of inconsistent results? Are you dating who you want to be dating? Are you where you want to be with your career? Do you have a proper roadmap to get you to where you need to go? Well, if you're tired of wasting time, tired of seeing other people effortlessly build their dream lives while you work twice as hard with lesser results to show for it, perhaps it's time to get the guidance, skills, and the accountability you need to reach the next level. In our X-Factor Accelerator, you'll be able to develop the tools to communicate powerfully, cultivate unstoppable systems and mindsets, and be held accountable by a community of high-value members, mentors, and coaches. This is not no ordinary community group. Each member has been selected and vetted to make sure that your experience is a prosperous one. Our members are driven, knowledgeable, and dedicated to advancing their lives and the lives of the community. They are CEOs, professionals, entrepreneurs, servicemen. So come join the fun. 
If implementing these concepts from the show has enhanced your life, imagine what a year-long mentorship in the X Factor Accelerator can do for you. Unlock your X Factor and become extraordinary. Apply today at unlockyourxfactor.com. When two people meet, right, in, in a sale setting, um, you know, maybe, you know, you, you come to Best Buy, I'm the salesman, and like, I see what you got. You got an older iPhone. Well, it's pretty safe bet that you probably want to stick with an iPhone, but I'm still not going to assume that. And I'm not going to assume, because maybe you're comparing me, maybe you're going to compare it to the Apple store, maybe you're going to buy something used on eBay, because maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for your kid, right? I'm not going to buy my 13-year-old kid a brand new, you know, 12 Max, Pro Max. She gets a, a used 7, okay? <laughs> so I'm not going to assume. So, like, hey, you're welcome to the store. How can I help you? I'm not going to assume anything. You know, well, I'm considering iPhones. Fantastic. Is this for you or for someone else? Yeah, actually, it's for me. What do you have now? Oh, well, I've, you know, I've been sticking with an 8. So I got an 8. Okay. You want to go with an 11? Kind of stay kind of just one step below? Or do you want to make a leapfrog all the way to the latest and greatest? I don't know. What's the benefits? So I'm asking questions, right? Always be concise. Always be curious, Part of new ABCs of selling. I'm curious. I'm courteous. Always be courteous. Welcome. Thank you for coming in. What brings you in today? So now we get to talking. Now I understand what's driving things. Oh, your business has changed. You've got a new job. You've launched a, a new podcast. You're going, you're doing more live streaming, more video. Oh, you need better resolution. You need more stability uh, for the camera. Oh, okay. Well, so now I'm going to talk about stability and resolution and upload speeds and all that good stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, I need that thing. Right? So am I persuasive? Yeah. Am I manipulative? No. I'm just asking your question. How are you going to use this thing? You know, it's like, hey, you know, it's for my it's for my my daughter. She's, you know, she's turning 15. Well, she's been a good kid. She, you know, COVID, she, you know, she made good grades despite all this. I just wanted to kind of Give her a little thank you, a little appreciation. Oh, fantastic. You know, well, look, hey, the 11 Pro is just just about as good, especially for a teenager, and you're going to save, you know, 45%. Oh, hell, okay, deal. Oh, and by the way, if you trade one in, you know, you can get another one as well, get 50% off of that. Well, what? So now I'm, now I'm selling two phones. Now it's easy to sell the cases, the, the, the extra warranty, blah, blah, blah. So I downsold you to upsell you. And everybody wins. Is that is that persuasive? Okay, whatever word you want to use. Was it helpful? Yes. Absolutely. You know, who decides that? You as the customer decide. If I've I, always said that the the difference between influence, persuasion, and manipulation is going to be the intent behind it. And yes. every everyone needs to get comfortable with with asking what the idea of this in, this intent is or what your intent is, but also understanding that, but not assuming what other people's intent is and just having an understanding of what yours is. Because on face value, a lot of those tactics are going to look the same, but it does come down to the intent of it. Would somebody who knows they could help somebody be a bit manipulative to sell something that they know is a solution that a problem. I mean, how many times have your parents 
manipulated you to get you to do the right thing, to eat your vegetables, to do the thing, to study. Uh, you know, I'm, th- we've learned it from the best. Mm-hmm. And and they wanted the best for us. And then on a longer scale, they know that those lessons, though there might have been some manipulation behind it, you're going to be a a better person for for that. And so at the at the end of the day, we need to take responsibility for ourselves, for what we want, how we're going about it. And it, that's and I think the minute you get into these moral quandaries, rather than asking the questions and getting the answers, I think people get a little bit nervous of what they might find. So they just back out and they say, well, sales isn't for me because I'm not that kind of guy. Well, what do you mean you're not that kind of guy? You don't like helping people? You don't like solving? Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash charm. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are problems? That's all it is, right? And, you know, you're talking about like your parents. Your parents know they have the long-term vision, right? They of know where they do. how they want to shape you and mold you as a human being for life, Right. And as salespeople, it's like, well, I gotta, I gotta maximize my earnings. I gotta, I gotta push them to get the 12 Pro Max and the case and the extended warranty. It's like, okay, yes, you do need to maximize earnings for the company, for yourself, for your family, okay. But maximize earnings over what time frame? Over that 30 minute interaction, or over your three or 10 or 30 year career with the company, okay? Because by me asking questions and maybe even downselling you a little bit and leaving a little meat on the bone, as soon as you walk out of the store, you take a selfie, you go live. Man, I'm leaving Best Buy. I I just got Wes Schaefer. He was the man. He didn't push me. He helped me. He showed me all the deals, the bargains. He saved me. I was willing to pay $2,000. I walked out of there $1,800. He saved me $200. Come down to Best Buy and ask for Wes. Tell him Johnny sent you. Next thing I know, I'm making all these sales because they're super easy. Because I left a little mean on the bone, right? I didn't. I didn't go for that last drop, but I, I've created uh, my own little acronym, right? A B C D E, sticking with the ABCs, right? But we, everybody knows pipelines and funnels, and oh, I just pack enough in the top, something's going to come out the bottom. Throw enough crap against the wall, something's bound to stick. And funnels and pipelines are fine as a part of understanding your systems and your timing and your stages. So that's all, they're decent as a component. The problem is they're one direction, right? A pipeline, shoving it in from the left, it spits out the right. Pipe, a funnel, packing in the top, comes out the bottom. When I made the ABCDE, I put it in a, in a circle, like around a clock, and you're just going clockwise, and you're going from attracting people to you. You attract them with a podcast. You attract them with, maybe it's an ad, right? Driving them to a free report or opting for a webinar. Okay. Now you bond with them. Multimedia, multi-step. Get their email, get their cell phone, get their address, get their Twitter, their Instagram, their Facebook, everything else. Connect with them, meet them where they are. You try to call me, good luck with that. You shoot me a message on LinkedIn, I'll answer it. Okay, so it's just our our preference. But you're not going to reach my mother-in-law on LinkedIn. You better call her. She'll answer her phone. You better mail her a letter, right? She'll she'll read a letter. So multimedia, multi-step. And then, so the third point is the the cash, the close, the client. Okay, so five steps, A, B, C, D, E. Professional salespeople understand that the cash – is only the midway point of the relationship, okay? You come into my store and I sell you that phone, most people think that's the end game. I got to get as much money from Johnny as I can because I'm never going to see him again. Uh, all buyers are liars. If they're, How do you know if they're lying? Their lips are moving. I'm just going to take as much money as I can from this guy, and that's it. But in today's world, right, social media and, and reviews, you know, you're going to light me up. Yeah, you'll walk out of there. Yeah, I got my phone. You're like, one-star review. Wes was the pushiest guy. I would never do business with him ever again. You know what? I may even just return this stuff, even though it's a hassle. I'm going to pay more across the street because he just treated me wrong. So 
professional salespeople understand that the, the, the cash, it's the equivalent of a wedding, right? When, when, when we had our wedding ceremony, September 30th, 1995, was the relationship over? Was that the goal? Just to say I do? Or is that really when the relationship began? Right? Because all the way up until I do, we could unwind things. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and obviously you can unwind it afterwards. It's just a lot more painful and a lot more expensive. <laughs> so at the moment we say I do, that's really when the relationship begins. So professional salespeople, again, going through the cycle, they understand and now we're moving up towards the you know, the, the seven or eight o'clock position. Now we delight, right? We deliver that wow experience. So Johnny buys that phone from me and I just, when nobody's looking or it's like, hey, you know what? There's a sale on these cases, you know, and it's buy one, get one. You know, it's a free case. You just got to mail it in here and I'll mail it in for you. I'll rip the coupon off and mail it in for you. What, what? I give you a free case. Here's a free charger. It was an open box. You know, we it's just take it. Let me, I'm going to include it with you. What, what? So now I'm you're singing my praises because I delighted. I delivered a wow experience. I Now I've endeared myself to you. Now we're back up to the 12 o'clock. You go out, you make that video. I just left the store. Wes is the best. What are you doing? You're attracting people for me. Right. So we're back to the attraction phase and now it gets simpler and faster and easier. Now they come walking in. Hey, can I help you? Are you West? No, I'm not West. I'm looking for West because Johnny said you're the man. <laughs> Next thing I know, I've got a line out the door. Everybody else, they're going to go outside and smoke cigarettes and say, this job really sucks. I'm like, Well, maybe you suck, you know, but I digress. Well, that, that's <laughs> an important point in all of this, that the goal is not just to get a single purchase. You're going to need a new phone. You're going to need a new car. You're going to need another program. You might need some more training. There's always opportunity for more if you take a relationship approach to sales yeah. where you are actually genuinely helping this person. You're looking out for their best interests, not your own bottom line's best interests. And yeah. when you do that, you build an immense amount of trust which then leads to referrals, leads to repeat business, leads to people singing your praises, word of mouth. And those are the intangibles that, and I wanted to ask you this, you know, what has shifted in this, this marketplace? Those are the intangibles that lead to the sales that so many are missing out on. Because as you said, people are more informed than ever. Word of yep. mouth is a channel they look at, reviews, Yelp ratings, all of those things online to kick the tires to see what you're about and do you have the checkbox next to the trust that I need to do that transaction with you? Yep. But if we take a short-sighted approach of just going to follow the script, I'm going to pound you until I get you into submission and I get that last dollar out of you, wham, bam, see you later, then all of a sudden, the next month, you're missing your quota and you're you're dragging and you're wondering, man, why, why am I not hitting these things any longer? Because yeah. you didn't take the long enough perspective that our parents take when thinking about us. It's not about solving those sort short-term pains. It's actually about taking so good of care of that customer that they can't wait to do business with you again and share it with all of their friends and family to do business with you. Yeah. You know, I think it's easy to see that when it is something like getting a haircut. Right. If you getting a haircut is something that you're going to need to do periodically, usually what every every month or so. And because the relationship you built 
And my mom uh, was a hairdresser and she had her clients and it was, they came back all the time. And even to this day, I had just left uh, Los Angeles in September and I live here in Vegas now. And it was a difficult parting because I've had the same stylist for years and then I had to replace him coming out here. And of course, I found one guy that I like who I go to uh, on a regular basis because there was a relationship built. Uh, he, he knows what I like and it's, and it's very easy. The idea of replacing him would drive me nuts. N number one, there's listening. And that goes hand in hand with that curiosity. And, and this is a mistake that I made when I started in sales is assuming that I know more than the potential customer. Therefore, I'm going to start solving their problem that they haven't even admitted to me before they have actually stated what they need. And I think so many starting out in sales want to rely on the script, want to get from point A to B as fast as possible. And it's easy to fall into that trap of assuming you know what the person needs and therefore starting to make recommendations and moving faster in the sales process versus being patient and listening with curiosity to really understand at a deep level what is the emotion behind solving this problem for someone. Not the logic, not the benefits, not the payoff, but why are they in need of this car, this phone, this haircut? What's going on beneath the surface? If you can work to that in conversation through curiosity and listening, you're going to start to hear more from the other person and you're actually going to start to build trust that you can solve their problem. Mm -hmm. So that was a mistake that I was making very early on in, in my sales career, trying to solve problems quickly, get out of the conversation, get the sale. What are some other mistakes that you see in your clients and people just starting out in sales that they're making as they're developing this set of skills? Uh, before you answer that, Wes, I just wanted to add to what AJ was saying. There is a, a sense of pride in understanding your business where you tend to think that you have the answers for everyone before they speak because of how well you know what you do. So it's an easy trap to get, to get stuck in, which you have to surrender yourself to say, I don't know this person and I can't infer what I think they might be looking for and I have to let them open up. And also what goes along with that, in order to build this trust, people need, we have to play a vulnerability game in order for trust to be built. So by giving them the floor and being an ear, that begins that, that process. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean another of my ABCs is always be curious. Right. I slow things down. And, you know, men are are worse about this in general than women. You know, my wife now, you know, she'll even she'll start out by saying, I don't need you to fix anything. I just need to vent. Right. Because <laughs> like we're, yeah. you know, I'll go fix it. Or I, I'll go punch that dude What's in the, the face. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> you know, what do you mean? They were rude to you at the store. Right. She just needs to vent. OK, I won't go punch him in the face. I'll just slash his tires. OK, but maybe uh, so always be curious. Take your time. Okay. But here's, here's what happens though. We, we're all broken, uh, fatally flawed creatures. And so we have, we have some unmet 
issue, unresolved pain that we haven't come to terms with in our lives. And so we're going to fulfill ourselves. We're going to pat ourselves on the back by telling the prospect, by demonstrating how smart we are, how much I know about iPhones and cryptocurrencies or the building, you know, this new house and why you got to act now because the market is doing this and the Federal Reserve. You're just losing the people. Right. And you don't recognize that you're you've got this inferiority complex that you're trying to solve at the expense of a sale. Okay, so be quiet. Right. Ask more questions. Like AJ, you brought up. It's like when somebody's shopping, something happened. Something happened. And and, and I'll literally ask that question. You know, hey, you know, thanks for booking a call. Like, like before this, I had a call with a prospect. You know, I'm like, what happened? What led you to book this call with me? Something happened. So in her business, it was just a culmination of things. Too many systems, too much complexity. Things still aren't working the way they want. She's got three months before her software contract must be renewed. So at least she's coming in early. She's like, I've got to solve this complexity problem before I renew my contract. I want to I want to know that I'm either making the right decision by renewing or we need to fix things. Okay. And I still, I mean, I I then after we spoke, I then let her pay me <laughs> to then send her a detailed questionnaire so I can really analyze her situation. Then so then we met again. Today was the first of the paid calls to really define what's going on. And we're going to do another call, you know, because this is, a, you know, three, $4 million business, 20 employees. I don't want to make the wrong recommendation. So before I recommend anything, I mean, we're going to have three or four phone calls, several, you know, about an hour each. And I'm like, then I'm going to prescribe, you know, but you must thoroughly diagnose. It's literally the, the bedside manner of a doctor. You know, I may know right away, right? AJ makes an appointment. It's flu season. You know, I read the charts, you know, chills, blah, 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 achy, stuffy nose. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, dude, you got the flu, right? You know, let's assume COVID's gone, right? Back before COVID, when people just got sick, you know, if I just go, I just text, you know, or tell the PA, right? You know, Tell them to drink whatever, you know, DayQuil, NightQuil, Tamiflu, blah, blah, blah. If you didn't feel better, tell me, call me in 72 hours. That's probably the correct diagnosis and prescription. But because you don't feel listened to, I'm going to get a second opinion. And next thing I know, I lose you as a patient, you know, because I just was too curt, you know. So we've got to give time. The, the prospect needs to feel heard and understood then they'll trust whatever you say, you know, but and without you, you it, hit on a key point there, it's a place of pain. There's some yeah. pain. Maybe it's envy. Yeah. Your, your friend has a nicer phone and you were out and you yeah. took a photo and his phone photo was better than yours. And now you realize I got to go from a seven to a 12. I can't have this crappy phone. Yeah. They're or mocking me. Maybe it's, yeah. you know, maybe it's the car. Your car is great, but it's not the latest model. And you yeah. want to have that ability to talk about the latest model. Every one of these decisions is coming from a place of emotional pain, looking yes. to solve that, 
in their business, in their life, in their aspirations. And if you don't get to that, if you just focus on the benefits and the solution and how great it is and how many other people have had this problem solved for them, they're going to go, okay, great. Uh, yeah, send me some more information. I'll get back to you. Mm. Because you were not actually listening with curiosity and patience to understand what is the deeper emotional driver for them to schedule this call, to come right. looking for the solution, to figure out what that transformation or benefit is. Yep. And if you don't spend time understanding at a deep level what that pain is and you just lump your previous pain onto them or make assumptions about where they are because, oh, I've heard this before a thousand times, you know, even on our calls, I have to play dumb. I, I know the solution, but I still have to slowly go through methodically, well, what exactly are we talking about here? What exactly yeah. are you frustrated? How so? How is that yeah. impacting you? Is it impacting other areas? Oh, yeah. you know, I never really thought about it, but yeah, this problem I'm having in my business, well, it beats me up on the weekend and I don't feel like going to play softball with my buddies. It's keeping me up at night. I'm not able to play with my kids because I'm waking up exhausted. I need three cups of coffee. Well, they would have came to the call not realizing all these other impacts. And if I just assumed, oh, well, I already have your solution, then in their mind, well, it isn't actually that big of a deal. It's not a pain that needs to be solved right now. Let me think about it. I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. And I want to add to that. It might not even just be losing a cell. It could be damaging your career. And let me give you an example. You had brought up the doctor-patient relationship. Now, we have had so I we do a lot of doctors come through our programs because there's two pieces to listening. There's one of I'm actually collecting the information that I need to make a better decision. But the other part is the person that is telling me this needs to feel that they've been heard completely or it doesn't work. And if they don't feel that they've been heard completely or to a satisfactory level, that can lead to a malpractice lawsuit. Not only could it lead to just, I'm taking my business elsewhere. It could be, well, because now I feel disrespected and I don't feel hurt and I felt rushed, I'm now going to make a huge problem for everybody here because of, of how I feel. And now the doctors who have come through, it's not because they were not compassionate or they didn't have, they needed to learn empathy. They are boosting skills that they had already learned, but they wanted to take to another level because of just the extensive damage that malpractice or some of these other things could charge. But also on top of that, when they allow their patients to feel heard and, and thoroughly satisfied that they are getting the correct treatment and there that trust has been built well this comes back to the fact of those referrals are going to be coming in because let's be honest who likes going to the doctor and if you are dealing with you want somebody who allows you to feel that you are being taken care of yeah amen <laughs> <laughs> well i and i want to go back to your abcde because it it really was a core driver for Johnny and I starting this business. When we started the podcast, we were taking other training programs. And what we noticed is they were very much about the ABC. 
get the cash, get them through the door. And then the program experience wasn't very great. They didn't really follow up. They didn't take care of their clients. They were churn and burn, ready for the next client. And we even heard the coaches in passing talking about, oh, they just can't wait till they get the next weekend off and they don't care about this class and this person's problems. And we saw the gap in the market because the gap was they were not delighting and they were not endearing. And we've been able to outlast many companies in this space around training social skills and dating and helping people in their career because we build lifelong relationships with our clients. They're part of our family. And I'm talking to clients that I worked with 11, 12 years ago, and Mm -hmm. I'm still in their life. And they come back and say it was the most impactful training because the training wasn't just the week together. It wasn't just the weekend experience. It was us caring deeply about them getting the results well beyond that weekend spent together and understanding that when you take care of people that well, they'll come back years later and write a Yelp review. They'll Mm -hmm. come back years later after some other life event happened. And they're like, you know what? I need that experience again. I need more out of it. I didn't get as much that I thought I would out of the first go. I'm excited to double down. Mm-hmm. And that was a gap that we saw in this exact space. So think about your competitors. They're stopping at C. Most no, people I- stop at close the deal. On to yep. the next one. Where's my next lead? Where's my next call? Who else can I talk to? Mm-hmm. And if you can start to excel at delighting and endearing people, well, you're going to have people beating down your door here. Marketing efforts are going to be a lot easier. It's going to be a lot more fun in terms of doing sales when people are excited to, hey, I got to see Wes. I need a new phone. Uh, and they're tracking you around the Best Buy to get mm-hmm. you. They're waiting till you're on. They come in on a Friday. Oh, no, he's working Saturday. Oh, I'll be back on Saturday. That's game changing. You know, entrepreneurs, I think sometimes we get stuck. We, we think we have to keep reinventing things and and staying ahead of the curve. And, and that's true to a degree, but you've got to stay true to your foundations. You know, I read this quote from Einstein, you know, he was a professor and, uh, and one of the, you know, whatever physics, theoretical physics, whatever classes he was teaching, right. He gave out a final and the student says, you know, uh, professor, um, this is the same exact, this is the same exam from last year. And he says, yes, it is the same exam, but this year the answers are different. You know, and you start to think, like, imagine right after he discovers E equals MC squared. Yeah, a physics test is probably going to have some different answers, you know, just the very next week. So you think about that, and it's like, I'm going to Austin in the fall. I'm already buying the tickets to attend a class that I've attended twice, you know, but the last time I did it was eight or nine years ago. Okay. The world has changed. Society has changed. changed. I've changed. Right. I got, got another kid, you know, my business has changed. Uh, So I need to hear the same things because I'm going to perceive them differently. You know, so stay true, right. Stay true to what it is you teach. Uh, You know, you got to adapt and update a little bit, but that core better never change. Well, yeah, what we're talking about here is the difference between principles and tactics. Right. Tactics are, okay, how do I work Yelp? And how do I get more leads into my business off Twitter? But the principles are you attract people by putting good work out into the world. You entice people by paying close attention to what your competitors are doing and differentiate yourself in a meaningful way. 
And then you convince people and close people through curiosity, whether that curiosity is on Facebook Messenger or on WhatsApp or on LinkedIn, it doesn't matter. The principles are the same. So mastering the principles are far more important than the tactics and the hacks and the strategies for all these different ways to get from point A to point B. And that's been our overarching theme in all of our programs. Over the last 10 years, online dating has changed. How people <laughs> market and sell their businesses have changed. But the principles stay the same because humans are not evolving faster than technology. <laughs> no. Our DNA is not evolving that fast. No. So those same strategies will work over the telephone, will work in direct mail, will work online if you understand the principles behind it. Well, I was just going to say, and just like reading a book to get something different out of it as you have gained perspective and you're looking at it from a different position, what the way you view the world at 20 is going to change the way you view the world at 30, at least I would hope so. And, and because of that, you're going to, this, these same principles that we're talking about, whether it's sales or persuasion, you're going to see them. It's going to be the same, the same principle, but now you're viewing it through a different lens. You may appreciate it more because now you have more time spent with it and you have a better understanding of that principle. I People will come through our programs and it's like, well, isn't that the same program the guy just took a few years ago? Well, yeah. Well, the guy came in and he had X problems and he worked through those. And now because he's worked through those and sees life from a different advantage, he wants to take the same program because it's going to deliver uh, a different perspective because he's changed. Yeah, for sure. So in starting out in your sales journey, were there skills or gaps in yourself that you felt that most people now starting out in sales need to really figure out to get started? Or do you really believe you just throw yourself in it and you, you start to make sense of it? Because many people I know that are listening to the show are like, I still don't know about sales. It's complicated. It seems like it's for other people who are extroverts or XYZ. We all have excuses. And, you know, you are now on a different part of your journey in terms of learning sales. But if you think back to when you started, you know, what would you tell yourself on that starting line? Well, you do have to jump in, right? There, there's, you know, you, you can't steer a parked car. Okay. <laughs> Um, I've been, I've been doing jujitsu now four and a half years. And we always laugh about, you know, Oh, that guy's been watching YouTube videos. It's like, you know, Mike, Mike Tyson said, you know, nobody, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. Right. You've got to be willing to get punched in the mouth and sales. Hear that. No, get that objection. Okay. Because there's two ways to learn, right? One is repetition. Uh, but the other is adrenaline, right? Emotion. And so, you know, the case in point is like, I'm sure y'all remember exactly where you were when you heard the news about the 9-11 tower attacks, right? I know exactly Absolutely. where I was. Right? That only happened one time. But the emotion, the chemical dump you created in your brain and your body seared that memory into your psyche forever, Okay, so 
when you get frustrated, when you think you have a sale and you lost it, and then you you take the time to unpack it, to unwind it, to watch the game film, like, where did I go wrong? You know, you you don't make that mistake again if you care about what it is you're doing. Okay, I've got certain moves in jujitsu. I remember specifically when I failed and I, I sought somebody out and they showed me the fix. And it was the fix is always very simple. It's literally a stitch in time saves nine. You know, jujitsu is very simple. There's just you just do the 1000 different moves at the exact right one of the 1000 moves at the exact right time and adjust it based on what injuries you're suffering from. But other than that, it's very simple. simple. Right. And so. But as I learned those, I don't make that mistake again. Like, oh, okay. And, and I remember who taught me the fix, right? Or, you know, whether it's a, you know, wrist lock or leg lock or whatever. So you got to jump in and get yourself in the mix. Listening to tapes and watching videos is fine, but you got to go engage. You know, that's what's going to build that muscle memory, you know, and get you, get you good, get you strong, you know, but but remember, you really are, <clears throat> you're just seeking to serve. If you, you know, beginner's luck is a real thing because you show up enthusiastic, you show up happy just to have a prospect. So you're, 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 you're serving them, you're answering their question, you're taking notes, you know, you're earnest, sincere, and that comes and they're like, you know what, he didn't know everything, but you know, the nice guy, I'll give him a chance. You know, I, yeah. I feel like he really is trying to help me. So then you, once you become too, too cheesy, you come across as manipulative, things get hard, right? So, so stay true, you know, but they always say, you know, people are more afraid of giving a speech than dying, right? So, so if they attend a funeral, they would rather be in the casket than delivering the eulogy, you know, but the, the, the key to delivering a speech, they say, open big, close big. If you know how you're going to open, and you know how you're going to close, assuming you know your material, right? It's a subject that you're well-versed on. But if you know how to open, you know how to close, the stress really goes away, right? So, so role-play this thing out. Script it out. You know how to open. Okay, it's a 30-minute meeting. It's a one-hour meeting, whatever. It's one person. It's two people. It's 10 people. I know, how, I know why we're here. I know how I'm going to open, and I know where I want to take them. Everything else is filler, right? Because you have, you know, begin with the end in mind. Open big, close big. So from that sales call, again, people are very predictable. You know, Johnny, though, I hate those glasses. Johnny, I love that jacket. So, I mean, how, if if, if I know how to open to create the response that's going to tilt the odds in my favor, you know, practice that. Oh, people get tired of it, but it's, it always works, Right. You know, what's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, what a script. Right. That. So then people say scripts don't work. No, bad scripts don't work. Good scripts always work. I mean, I think The Rock made about 60 million dollars last year. And what does that dude do? He reads. He memorizes scripts and regurgitates them on camera. OK, what does Jimmy Kimmel do? He asks questions created in advance. Okay, and ask them in an entertaining way. So have your script, which means have your questions, open big, close big, okay, and let the rest just take care of itself. And sales can can get quite easy. 
Well, you bring up a great point that there's nothing better than experience. You can watch the YouTube videos and you could hear other people using that script, using that statement around an objection or getting to the close. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. I totally see how that works. And then the second you're on the phone, you stumble over it. It doesn't fit with your personality and delivery and it doesn't work because you haven't field tested it. You haven't actually had it come out of your mouth in that moment with the emotion, with the adrenaline going through your own veins. Yes. And, you know, Johnny and I laugh. We'll we'll watch YouTube videos on sales strategies. We'll trade them in our Slack and then I'll try to bring it into the call. And the first few times it doesn't work. It's someone else's line. It's someone else's strategy. And you have to work it into how you talk to people, how you relate to people. And it's going to change slightly, right? So you can't be so tied. But that that core is there. Exactly. Yeah. And I think in in today's day and age with all this technology, I think we have to draw the line in the sand too of what what is actual training and experience. Because if you're nervous, you're going to perform to the level of your training. Yep. And and reading books or watching YouTube videos is not training. That is an understanding of the information so that you can then start training with it. Yep. People then they're like, oh, I've read all the books or I, I'm going, I watched six hours of YouTube videos. Let me add them. Okay, now you're going to start training. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been training. I watched six hours of it. No, no. <laughs> that was you absorbing information. Right. There is a, 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 a direct line of that. And then, and also for ourselves, we have a program called our Core Confidence Program with directly uh, why it was built so that people have a safe setting to practice some mm-hmm. of these skills that allow them to um, deal with their emotions and, and focus on the task at hand. Yeah. Much like sales, yeah, you're going to have to get out there because the car isn't going to steer if it's, it's in park. However... Um, you're going to make a lot of errors getting out there and you have to be comfortable with that. Yeah, you do. You, you know, they say if it's, if a job is worth doing, it's worth doing well. No, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. It's worth, it's <laughs> worth, worth sucking at and enduring, yes. embrace the suck until you get good at it. Okay. Uh, and you, you get after, you know, they, they say, you know, rookies, practice until they get it right. Professionals practice until they can't get it wrong. All right. So for those in our audience who are starting out in their sales journey and want to learn more on how to work with you, what's the best place to find some information, Wes? Man, just, you know what? Get my book. Get my book. You got to go old school. Get off the technology. Get pen and paper. Go to 79stories.info. Uh, and you can link to my website from there once you're there. But get my book. It's, it'll come from me. Don't go to Amazon because it won't be signed. I'll, I'll sign it for you. Right. If you. If you pay extra, I won't sign it, okay? <laughs> uh, you know, I'll get start Johnny there. that copy. Yeah, and uh, it's called The Sales Whisperer Way, and it's, it's a compilation of what I have stuck with. Right? I, I write The Weekly Whisper. And uh, it's a compilation of about 85 of those I've written over the years on sales and marketing and entrepreneurship and mindset and, you know, a few crazy things I throw in there. 
Um, but that's as good a place to start as any, because from there you'll see other other things that you know, the podcast and and free reports and whatever. But beautiful, you know, get it and actually read it. Right? Don't be a collector. <laughs> <laughs> get it, read it, put it to work. Put it to work, right? And maybe only read the first three chapters. And if something hits you in chapter one, go apply that. Then come back and read chapter two. You know, it's all you got to take action. Well, we love asking every one of our guests what their X factor is. What's the skill set or mindset that not only makes you unique, but has unlocked immense success in your life? What do you think your X factor is, Wes? You know, I always say great salespeople have great empathy. Okay. And empathy is different than sympathy. Empathy is is being putting yourself in their shoes, seeing things from the perspective of your prospect. Uh, and I, I don't know how I've developed it, but I mean, I'll, I'll work with a chiropractor one hour. I'll work with a massage therapist the next. I'll work with, you know, I, I wrote copy for an asbestos remediation training company. You know, and then turned around the same weekend and wrote for uh, an executive uh, portrait, you know, photographer, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, like $20,000 sessions, you know, like literally same weekend. So I don't know. I can put myself in their shoes, understand what their prospects are going through, the questions that they're asking, the worries and concerns, and been able to address them. So, you know, work on your empathy, your is it empathetic skills? So yeah. uh, develop your empathy. Love it. Thank you for joining us, Wes. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. This week's shout out goes to Jim, who wrote us to tell us how much he enjoyed the Unstoppable Course. Jim, who always had trouble speaking up in meetings, and he's always tried to avoid presentations. The idea of addressing the company in presentations always freaked him out, and he realized that he wasn't going to be chosen to lead any projects until he had gotten over his irrational fear. Unstoppable allowed him to not only speak up, but work through his hesitancy for presentations, and it opened up new opportunities for him that didn't know existed. His co-workers started treating him differently, and he felt now that he was in possession of career swagger that he hadn't felt before. This is why we've created Unstoppable, to give you an inside track into the psychology of the human mind, the advanced neuroscience it takes to defeat your doubts, fears, and jump back into the driver's seat of your own life. Unstoppable is jam-packed with exercises, drills, and lessons that get you results that stick. This is unlike any course that you've ever taken, and it gives you the tools to defeat your self-doubt and conquer your fears. Whether it's sales, presentations, dating, networking, you'll be able to enjoy the process, see the matrix, and perform at an incredibly high level and become unstoppable. Join us today at theartofcharm.com slash unstoppable. That's theartofcharm.com slash unstoppable. Yeah, I remember you. You were-